0: it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello everyone, and thank you for listening to the only show that doesn't care about ratings, because our sole purpose is to save souls, on purpose. You can find more episodes at witnesstalkradio.org, as well as find various syndication options, like iTunes, iTunes, The month of April seemed to fly by with all those conferences on my schedule, but they were all tremendously beneficial to my Christian walk. And I highly recommend any events put on by Striving for Eternity, Creation Revival, or Remember Ministries. Thanks to all of them for having me come out. Speaking of recommendations, my family and I stayed at the Best Western Airport while in Cleveland, Ohio, and it was fantastic. The room was huge, the rates were low, and the staff was amazing. The manager, Ray Valley, even took time to pray with me when he found out why I was in town. If you ever need a place to stay when you're in Cleveland, visit the best Western airport in and suites. You're listening to this video. What do you know about Judaism? Are you picturing those guys dressed in black with the curly sideburns? Maybe you're thinking about Adam Sandler and Jerry Seinfeld. Well, whatever the case may be, don't lump all Jewish people in the same boat. Because recently, I ran into Nathan, a reformed Jew that's also agnostic. I don't have time to play the entire clip because our conversation actually went for two hours. But he was a really nice guy. The sad thing is, Nathan's gonna spend eternity in hell if he doesn't repent and trust in Jesus Christ. What happens to you after you die?
1: Um, I personally think it just goes black and it's pretty much like before you were born. So, basically, nothing? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I think so. What if you're wrong? Well, then I guess I'll find out when I die.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say that. Well, according to the, the Christian religion, and uh, I believe maybe even Orthodox Judaism, I'm not entirely sure yet, I believe they believe in a, in a heaven and a hell. Is that true?
1: Um, I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure heaven, I'm not sure about hell, but orthodox, I mean, is very to the book, so I'm not sure. Say there is a heaven. What would you have to do to go there? Well, you know, that's one of the problems I have with heaven, is that I'm not sure what you'd have to do to go there or to not be accepted in there. Um, I'm not sure if the worst among us really deserve, you know, not going to heaven or going to hell. Um... You know, I'm not sure if any of us deserve uh, either way, really. You know, I think people are naturally trying to do their best, and I'm not sure if someone can live an evil life. Um, You know, even a murderer, uh, I'm not sure if I'd want them to be tortured in hell for eternity, you know. Well, uh, according to the,
0: the Christian worldview or the Christian belief, there is a heaven and there is a hell. And... According to the Bible, what what it teaches is that everyone deserves to go to hell. Um, that's, a, that's a heavy statement. I'll let it sink in for a minute. Sure. <laughs> that, that's what it teaches. It teaches that everyone deserves to go to hell. But then it also teaches that there's a way to escape hell. That there's one way, only one way, to escape that destiny, to escape that fate, and to go to heaven. Do you know what they what they teach about that?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard it's to, you know, to have faith in Jesus and to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, let me backtrack a minute. Uh, do you know
1: why uh, the Bible teaches that everyone deserves to go to hell? Um... Not exactly, I know for Catholics, I think it's uh, original sin, but i'm not i'm not sure okay. well that that has
0: something to do with it, um, although we look at original sin a little differently than they do. What we do or what we believe is that uh you know God created everything uh in around six thousand years ago uh, after six literal twenty four hour days created Adam and Eve, and he said. Uh, Free reign to do whatever here on the earth. One rule. Don't eat the fruit. They broke that rule. They ate the fruit. That caused a curse upon the whole world. Original sin. What that means, original sin, is that now all humanity, all human beings, are naturally bent towards sin. We're naturally bent away from God. Uh, the Bible Uh, explains it as this, says that there are none who seek after God. No, not one. And because of that, we are, we all sin, you know, our own personal sins, you know, whether it's lying or stealing, any of the Ten Commandments really. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, because of our sins, We deserve hell. It says that for the wages of sin is death. And because God is good, He's also just and He must punish those who have broken His laws. And that's where hell comes into place. And He says that even if you've broken just one of His laws, you know, told one lie, you're guilty. And the you will spend an eternity in the lake of fire, which is hell. It actually says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It says no thief, no adulterer, no murderer will inherit the kingdom of God. So that's that's why we uh, believe that everyone is, is destined to go to hell, at least initially. But God did something for you, for me, for everybody, so that we could escape hell. He made a way to get out of hell, to mm-hmm. get out of that destiny. And you had mentioned it, you know, the whole Jesus thing. Yep. You know, Jesus came to this earth. He was God in the flesh. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He never lied, never stole, uh, never did anything wrong. And then he died on the cross. Even though he didn't break the law, he was punished like a criminal. Mm-hmm he died on that cross for you and for me for everybody he died on that cross to pay for our sins the Bible talks about there, without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin you know all, all the uh, animal sacrifices in the Old Testament it was done as a way to uh, make an atonement for sin right there had the sin offering uh, mm-hmm. I think once a year they did that well Jesus was the sin offering once for all so no longer is a animal sacrifice required because Jesus paid the sin offering he was a perfect lamb in fact they call him the lamb of God Mm -hmm. and then he rose again on the third day defeating death and hell and he says that if you turn away from your sinfulness, your your original sin, your sin nature, turn away from it and put your trust in Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross, paying for your sin with his blood, then you can have eternal life. Then you can escape hell and you can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Um, well, <clears throat> I think I'm, you know, I think... I, you know, it's unfortunate Jesus had to pay for people's sins if that's the case. Um, I'm not sure if I can, well, you know, I'm not sure if I can really morally um, be part of a religion that is based around, you know, uh, originally going to hell and then having to accept Jesus in order to get to heaven. I think, um, you know, questions come to mind as in, what about people who don't know about that religion or what about people who have lived a decent life, but... I don't know other way. I mean, what does that say for the Jews? You know, I'd like to not go to hell if I can, you know, stay from it. Um, But, uh, you know, I solve that by not really, I don't really understand the whole point of it. So I just don't figure it exists. Um, You know, I'm not sure if that's what that says about other people in other countries. I'm not sure what it says about our everyday problems. You know, that doesn't really solve uh, problems that people deal with. So I'm not sure if I can believe in that, really.
0: Well, let me try, hopefully try to uh, use an analogy to help answer some of those questions for you, okay? Imagine that you're a criminal, okay? You've broken some heinous law. Standing before the judge, you're in court. And they bring, you know, these witnesses by that, that can pinpoint you at, at the at the scene of the crime. And it, it's beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are guilty. Sir. Sure. Now say the judge says... Oh, well, he he fed the homeless once or twice. He, he he gave money to the poor. He seems like a nice guy. I'll just let him go. R- would that be a good
1: judge or a just judge? Uh, no, I don't think so. Right. Not, not on those simple grounds, I mean, but... Well, it, it's a simple analogy to explain something
0: far more intricate. But now, think about it this way. Everybody
1: is a criminal. What is the, the definition of a criminal? Uh, someone who... I'd say, I guess, someone who, you know, causes harm does something against the law. I mean, period. Against the law. Someone who breaks the law. Yeah. Everybody has broken
0: the law at least once. Therefore, everyone is a criminal, and everyone deserves to be punished because they've broken the law. If they're not punished, then justice is not served.
1: But, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand why everyone should have to be a f- criminal in the first place. I mean, I don't, I don't see the real reason for believing in a religion um, that starts with that. I mean, I don't see why I should believe in a religion that causes some people to go to hell and some others to go to heaven. I mean, religion isn't something, it's something that you, it's something that people, you know, create for themselves, really, if it's true or not. I mean, it's people who's believing in it. Um, and I just don't see the worthwhileness of having something so, um, you know, unfair, unjust, uh, nonsensical in a lot of ways. That doesn't necessarily um, relate to my everyday life.
0: Well, let me go back to the, to the scenario. Okay? So everyone's a criminal. So everyone has to stand before that same judge. And that judge says, two options. Pay a fine, a huge fine that you cannot pay yourself, or rotten prison. That's your choice, okay? So, I already said, you, you, you can't pay the fine yourself. So, the only option for you, really, is to go to prison, right?
1: Uh, yeah, makes sense.
0: Well, there's a third option. Someone else could pay that fine for you. You can't pay it, but someone else could pay it. You know, if you were to try and pay it yourself, it would be like, say you were a uh, hired hitman for the mafia, and they paid you to, to, to kill a guy. And then you're standing before the judge, and uh, you, you try to pay off the fine with the money that you were paid to kill a guy. Sure. It's not, it's not good money. It's blood money. Yeah. Same thing with, with Jesus and, and you. You can't pay your own fine. It's it's not a good payment. But Jesus could pay your fine because he was perfect. His blood was perfect. There was no sin. And he walks into the courtroom, lays down the fine before the judge. Judge, I've paid his fine. He can walk away free. The judge then turns to you. And he says, you have a new choice. You can accept this fine that has been paid on your behalf, accept the money, and go free. Or you can reject it. You can say, no, I, I don't want someone to pay my fine for me. And then you'll still rot in prison. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the new choice, okay? Taking that back to Jesus and the cross. He paid your fine with his blood. You couldn't pay for it. Your bu- your blood isn't good enough because mm-hmm. you've sinned. Right? Have you ever lied?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Have
0: you ever stolen anything?
1: Um I don't know. Maybe maybe. I don't know. I can't. Are, are are you lying to me right now? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. Have you ever used God's name like a curse word? Absolutely.
0: So you've broken God's laws. So you're a guilty criminal. And the Bible says that you're destined to go to hell. But Jesus paid your fine, and it's sitting there ready for you to receive that gift. Have your slate wiped clean. Mm -hmm. You can walk out of the courtroom just by saying, I I want it. I I, I receive it. I I will do whatever it takes to receive that gift, to accept that gift. Or you say, nope, don't want it send me to jail well, or mean, send, me, send me to hell
1: sure i i understand that and i mean if that were the truth and that's how it happened i mean i guess i would take the not going to jail version and i guess if i if there was some way i could understand that christianity uh, was the only way about it um, i guess i i might do that we'll be right back with more witness radio Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people lost and helpless like sheep without a shepherd and say, "The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few." At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Christian Collegiate Network, changeyourcampus.com. Welcome back to Witness Radio. I just can't, I mean, my logical brain and just my my personality in general says, well, you know, the majority of the 7 billion people that live on earth are, you know, muslim and so they don't believe in jesus and i'm jewish and i don't believe in jesus and i for what i can understand i'm going to get off scotch free um and just die like a regular person not scotch free but i mean just die and, and that'll be the end of it um and you know what i'm more concerned is you know i mean people have been debating about religion for as long as religion and people have existed but, I mean, what I'm really concerned over is what that religion teaches people to do to other people, you know. And, I mean, I don't think I'm really going to get convinced about, you know, accepting Jesus because I was, honest to God, you know, born or raised Jewish, and that's just, you know, how it is. And that's and right now, honestly, I mean, like, I, like you heard me before, I'm sort of debating all that anyways, but I don't think, you know, my logical brain could ever accept uh, the sort of requirements that you're saying. But, I mean, I would. I'm totally happy with people being Christian or being Jewish or being atheist or being agnostic or being Muslim or, you know, whatever the other ones are, um, as long as they, you know, help other people and are concerned with other people's, you know, uh, best interests. Quick question How long are you going to live? Uh, I don't know, 75 years, probably.
0: Unless you get hit by a bus or not. Sure. Wouldn't it be. More important to think about, to make sure that whatever is on the other side, whether it's nothing, whether it's heaven and hell, wouldn't it be important to figure that out now, before it's too late? Because once you cross over, there, there's no coming back to redo. That's, I think we, everyone can agree with that, at least, yeah. yeah. So I want to encourage you, Nathan, to think about these things and to get right with God. Okay? No matter if you're a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Muslim, Jewish, Reformed, or Orthodox, Atheist, it, that doesn't matter. Okay? The offer is open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Because everyone has sinned. Everyone has broken God's law. Everyone is a criminal. But God loves you so much that He sent His Son to die on the cross to pay for your sins and he rose again on the third day no one has ever done that for another person no one has ever paid for your sins no, in fact no other religion really deals with that problem
1: mm-hmm.
0: except Christianity the problem of sin it tries the, the only thing it tries to do is to get rid of the consequence of sin you know whether it's through reincarnation or nothing or uh just getting rid of hell a lot of, a lot of people just get rid of the, the thought of hell mm-hmm. so therefore there's no consequence of sin
1: well i i have a question at least um is well i mean also a lot of the things that christians think um as a whole i'd say across america statistically I don't profess to believe in either. For example, um, you know, uh, topics about, social topics like abortion or homosexuality. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I believe in homosexual equal rights, and I believe in, uh, you know, pro-choice. But, so, and you know, that also, it just doesn't correlate with exactly what I believe in.
0: Okay, well now, we we believe in in homosexual rights. They, They have the right to marry, just, you know, a man for a woman and a woman for a man as God designed marriage in the Bible. You see, because the Bible says that those who are sexually immoral will go to hell. Regardless of who you're sleeping with, if you're sleeping with someone who isn't your wife, your only wife, or your only
1: spouse, then you're being sexually immoral. Well, I figure then a lot of Christians are going to hell, then either way. (laughs) A
0: a A lot of people will go to hell, even a lot of people who profess to be Christians, you know, Jesus actually talked about that, that there's a lot of hypocrites, and there will be a lot of hypocrites that, that profess to be Christian, but they're not really Christian. What you need to do, regardless of the religion factor, is turn from your sinful nature and put your trust in Jesus Christ. That is what gets you out of hell.
1: Well, I mean, what does that say for you, um, you know, putting your beliefs onto someone else? Like you said before, with gay rights, I mean, you have the right to marry a man or a woman, but I mean, so that's your belief that you're putting on someone else. Well, it's not my belief. It's what God has defined well, in uh, his word. Sure, but I mean, you know, it's a, we live in, thank God, a democracy where it's for the people, by the people, and it's not for God, by God. Um, you know, so it's, it's sort of... You know, you're putting your own beliefs into forcing other people to do something. Well, we're not trying to force anybody to do anything. Well, you're forcing people to not do something, rather. Or you're making it illegal to do something. We
0: haven't made it illegal. It, it's what God has defined. If you're going against God, then you're, you're not, you know, you're, you're still a criminal. you you, you need to turn away from the sinful nature. Now, does that mean that Christians never sin? No. If we never sinned, we'd be God. We're not God. We still desire to sin, and we may delve into sin, but we no longer enjoy sin, uh, so to speak, because you know we, we feel remorse, regret, immediately after we've sinned. Whereas someone like, like yourself, say there's some sin that you know God says it's wrong. But there's something that you do on a regular basis and you love it. Okay? I I, I don't want to go into detail. But you got the image in your mind. Sir. You love to do that. And that's the difference. I don't even know what it is. But say I have that same thought in my head. Okay? If I were to uh, succumb to whatever that thought is that is in your brain and do that, immediately
1: afterwards, I would feel remorse for it because that just I, I seems don't like, desire to do what is wrong. But that I just seems like, God's you name. know, sort of ruining it for yourself. I mean, you know, that. Uh, just like, I mean, if you're, in my opinion, I think people are born gay, and I mean, so why live a life of remorse if, you, if you're born into it? I mean, why have that on your shoulders the whole time when you could just accept it and,
0: uh,
1: you know, be Jewish and then take care of it? You know did, I mean did you know that that I was born gay I did not did you know that I was born
0: a murderer i did not did you know that I was born a sinner I did not I was born with that natural tendency to do what is against God, going back to the original sin that we talked about we're all born into a lifestyle or into a uh, uh, a life of sinfulness. We're we're naturally bent away from God.
1: Well, I mean, I'd first off say that being gay isn't a sin. Um and I'd also say that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people just, you know, in debate, I like to point out the fact that there's certainly a lot of things in the Bible that are, you know, like rape or stoning people to death or, you know, things of that nature that we know better not to do now that were perfectly fine in those days, you know, that we don't, you know, you don't to people how they can still stone people if they're a Christian, I mean, that's not... That's not what the Bible teaches. But, I mean, it's in there, and that's part of the stories that you, or people rather, look to for, you know, answers.
0: It's a historical narrative. It's like, uh, you know, the... For example, with with Adam and Eve. You know, we, we don't still have a Garden of Eden. You know, we don't still have people running around naked eating fruit off of forbidden trees it's a historical narrative it tells us what has happened in the past
1: well you say historical narrative but at the same time a historical narrative that seems to have stopped and now you're just looking towards it for uh, you know a stationary context I mean people now we don't or I don't believe that being gay is a sin but I mean will that ever change in Christians for some fundamentalist Christians viewpoints I'm not sure it doesn't matter
0: whether it changes in, in our minds, whether we think it's a sin. It matters what God says. Well,
1: see. And here's
0: what God says, okay? God says, do not commit adultery. But Jesus took it a step further. He said, whoever looks with lust has committed adultery already in his heart. Regardless of what, who or what you're looking at with lust, if you've lusted, you're an adulterer at heart. Nathan, have you ever looked with lust?
1: Absolutely. I think everyone has. Then you,
0: Nathan, are an adulterer at heart. Myself, too. But I have been forgiven of my sins because I've turned away from my sinful nature and I've put my trust in Jesus Christ, the only one who could pay my fine, the only one who could allow me to escape from hell and go to heaven.
1: So, on a humanist level, I just want to say... I mean, what makes you or me different on the things that we do for other people?
0: Well, uh, I'm not sure what you do for other people, but uh, as far as Christians, I know that they do a lot of uh, humanitarian work, feeding the homeless, building houses for, for poor people, stuff like that. Uh, in fact, Jesus said to uh, treat others as you want to be treated.
1: Absolutely, I, you know, I agree. That,
0: that's the golden rule. But that, that's not going to save you. Just doing good things for people isn't going to save you.
1: Well, so, I mean, wouldn't it be selfish then to think of yourself before others in that case? I mean, if doing something, I mean, what you're really doing is looking out for yourself for the long run. I mean, I'd say that's a selfish uh, sort of game that you're playing um, rather than focusing on what you're doing on Earth right now to help other people. What do
0: you think I'm doing right now on Earth to help you?
1: Well, right now, I'd say that you're trying to save my soul, which is something that I've... O- only God can
0: do that. Trying I'm trying to help you see your need for your soul to be saved. Sure.
1: And I've been told since fifth grade, when uh, when I was told, you know, being Jewish is going to send me to hell, that I need to do that, but, you know... Well, now, I-, I haven't said that, have I? I uh, know,
0: not yet. Okay, I, I want to make sure you know, I do not believe that being Jewish will send you to hell. That is not what the Bible teaches, and anyone who has told you that is a liar. Being Jewish will not send you to hell, just like being an atheist will not send you to hell. Being a homosexual will not send you to hell. It is your sinfulness, your sinful desires, your sinful nature, and your rebellion against God that, that's what sinful nature is it's rebellion against God that is what sends people to hell it's not who you are it's not what you believe it's the fact that you've sinned against a holy God and in spite of that he made a way for you to be forgiven so could you tell what Nathan's secret sin was well after our two hour talk I've got a pretty good guess on what it might be. But ultimately, Nathan loves his sin more than God. And I pray that his eyes will be opened before it's too late. Before I go, there's two upcoming events that you really need to know about. The first is the Martireo Academy on June 27th. Check the Witness Radio Facebook page for more details as they develop. The other event is in August, and it's called Repent and Witness. It's Christian Collegiate Network's annual mission trip to New York City. It's four days of non-stop evangelistic adventures on the subway, at Times Square, and to millions of people. Listen to episodes 28 through 30 for a taste of what to expect. But registration ends on May 10th, so sign up at RepentAndWitness.com today, and I'll see you there. You're listening
1: to Witness Radio.
0: That's it for this week. So until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. What are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.